It's back and better than ever. Welcome to another glorious, victorious Rutgers Scout cast. I am your host, Sam Hellman. Excited about the first show of 2017. Man, I need to add a New Year's resolution to stop saying excited so much. There are other words in the dictionary. Anyway, we have a different kind of show this week. Two guests, which I'll discuss in a second, and then Scout National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan joins me to discuss the big news, which starts with the Rutgers coaching staff shakeup. We're going to talk about Duop Mitchell and his commitment that did our best to respect his wishes. It slowly got out, but he was able to announce it on his own terms, and I thought that was best for everybody. Specifically, it was best for Rutgers in getting a uh, solid grad transfer. We'll talk about that in the body of the show. We're also going to talk about the changes at Temple, Matt Rule to Baylor, and how that kind of stuff affects Rutgers recruiting before we jump into the mailbag for this week and close out the show. A quick discussion of what is on my mind before we go into the news and the interviews. We're not discussing Rutgers basketball. It just didn't come up in the news this week. I'm, I'm recording this open Thursday afternoon, so about 12, 18 hours after the blowout loss at Michigan State. Rutgers has lost four games in a row. It's the longest losing streak for Steve Peichel as a coach in two years. Uh, the longest losing streak for Rutgers since, well, you know, I understand why fans are disappointed, jumping off the bandwagon, trashing the players. I get it because they got blown out against Michigan State. But what what I would recommend if you if you're just following Twitter, first off, don't. The worst thing you want to do, especially if you're a Rutgers fan, is to say, "Oh, I, I can't watch the game. I'm just gonna catch. I'm just gonna catch it by watching what's on Twitter." First off, people on Twitter. Everyone has a hot take. Everyone thinks that they're Jerry Seinfeld or Patton Oswalt or Jim Norton or whatever. So when you're looking to Twitter for news, especially about a Rutgers sporting event, all you're going to see is bad comedy and overreactions instead of what's actually going on. What I would recommend if you can't watch a game, because the best way to see improvement for this team is by watching. If you don't see that this is a better basketball team and that there's a foundation being built, then you're not watching. But if you can't, and I get that, I don't know, you know, I don't have time to watch all the sporting events or TV shows I want, and I know that you guys don't either. I would recommend instead just watching Coach Peichel's post-game press conferences or reading uh, the site, you know, reading a reading on Scholar Report or even just catching the highlights on BTN Online or catching Peichel's post-game radio interview with Jerry Recco, whatever, because if you're looking to Twitter for what's going on, you're not going to see a complete picture. You're just going to see a cesspool of negativity because, like it or not, and believe me, I don't, Rutgers is the butt of a lot of jokes right now, and instead of actually hearing about what's going on, you're going to see a bunch of people that aren't funny thinking that their hot Rutgers take is clever when it's not. Don't formulate your opinions on Twitter look a little deeper. And speaking of looking deeper, I'm excited. Oh, there I go again. I look forward to sharing these two interviews with you. So what you're going to hear now, and it's a little different than usual with the interview segment this week. I uh, had a tentative interview scheduled 
that I thought could have been really cool building towards the uh, Rutgers Club Hockey's outdoor event that takes place this weekend. I, I was hoping to get that to you, but with how crazy the last weekend was with commitments and recruiting and New Year's and travel and weather and everything, it, it didn't work out. I do hope to one day get some hockey discussion on the show, but instead this week what you're going to hear now is my two favorite interviews that I did this week. I, I record most of the interviews that I do if I'm in a convenient place and try to have it good sound quality just in case a situation like this arises where I think it might be fun for you all to listen to these. So what you're going to hear now first, first you're going to hear my interview with 2018 four-star quarterback Artur Sikowski. Yes, that's how you say it. Artur Sikowski is still one of the top quarterbacks on the board for Rutgers, if not the number one target. Uh, Timber Creek's Devin Leary might have something to say about that. But Sikowski announced earlier this week, or I guess last week by the time you're listening to this, that he will transfer to IMG Academy in Florida for his senior year. Actually, as you're listening to this, I reckon he's on a flight from EWR down to Florida to begin his journey at IMG, where he's going to be playing spring ball for them. He's leaving Old Bridge, and I, and I had a good conversation with him about the emotions of leaving Old Bridge, what it means for Rutgers, and believe me, this means something for Rutgers, and you're going to hear that from Artur Sikowski. Uh, what's he going to miss most about New Jersey, why he decided to go to IMG, all that stuff. And then after that interview, I think it's about a five- or six-minute interview, you're going to hear a few clips from Damon Mitchell. Damon Mitchell is someone that's going to be discussed in the news after, and I ended up talking to him New Year's Eve at about, I don't know, 10 a.m. or whenever he publicized his commitment to Rutgers, and I want to play a couple snippets from that. The audio quality wasn't as good throughout, so you're going to hear a couple of breaks, or you might not always hear my questions and just hear his answers, because I wasn't expecting to originally put this on the podcast, but I think you're going to like what he has to say, especially when I ask him about his role at Rutgers and if he has something to prove. Artur Sitkowski, followed by some highlight clips with Damon Mitchell, the former Cedar Creek and Arkansas athlete, coming to Rutgers as a graduate transfer. Here we go. You know it, bro. Cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you giving me a couple minutes. I was just hoping to talk to you about about leaving, what it means for recruitment. I know you still love Old Bridge a lot, that kind of stuff. Is that cool with you? Yeah, I love Old Bridge. Yep, love Old Bridge. I know you do, man. All right, I, I guess, Artur, first question, this was not an easy decision for you. What What are your goals in moving on to IMG? Uh, you know, number one, first off, you know, it was an easy decision. It was very hard for me you know, to leave my family and friends. Uh, I, love, I love Old Bush High School. I love the school. I love my town. I love my community. But the reason why they mostly for me to leave was that I want to get better as a, I want to get better as a player. I want, I want to be the best I possibly can. I know this is an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. You know, with some of the best high school coaches in the country, not, not even the best coaches in the country, some of the best strength coaches in the country. And just for me to get better, just get my body right, be physically ready, be mentally ready, and just go against the best players in the country every single day in practice, and just playing against the top tier competition every single Saturday. I've known you for a couple years now, ever since that that first Rutgers offer way back when, and I know you love Old Bridge and where you come from. So this is nothing against your current football team; it's just kind of the best opportunity for you. 
Yes, I understand. You know, I love those guys in that locker. I love, I love my town. I love my uh, open track football coaches. It was just that opportunity I could not pass up. I knew it doesn't, it doesn't happen. You know, it happens once a lifetime, and I had to take it. You have a ton of offers already, so this isn't about more exposure. It's, it's about you, I guess, getting a different kind of coaching and getting ready for college. Is that right? IMG's had some flo- uh, New Jersey kids come down there in the past. Do you, do you know any of them, or, or were you getting advice from any guys when you were exploring this decision? Um, yeah, I was, I was getting advice from a couple players, a couple co- uh, not a couple players, but a couple coaches, you know, just saying, you know, this, this is a very, you know, I know uh, Coach Hanson from St. Peter's, uh, I don't know, I reached out to Madison, Coach Mello from Petty, I talked to him, and he's just saying that's a great football program, it's a great opportunity to get better, so, you know, they, that was all a really positive thing about that program. You're you're planning on enrolling early for college, is that right? Yes, sir. How important will this then be? Because I mean, spring football in Florida is crazy enough, and then you get the competition level of of playing in Florida as a senior as well. Yeah, I mean, that's playing spring ball down in, down in uh, IMG is absolutely outstanding. I mean, you know, I, I when I was up here in Jersey, you know, I wish there was spring ball. I would get so jealous. From those kids in Georgia and Florida, they get to play football in the spring. You know, now I now I actually get to live, you know, live it. I get to like play spring ball and you know get the college coaches to come see me throw. You know, can't just compete and even get that get even more reps than I would down there, which is absolutely outstanding. I'm gonna miss seeing you doing work on the seven on seven circuit, though. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you me too. Me too. <laughs> um, what does this mean for your recruitment, or does this mean anything for your recruitment? Uh, I don't think it means, uh, you know, it doesn't play at all a factor. So it's just me going to a different school or a different uh, state. You know, I'm still, I'm still, I still love Rutgers a lot. Uh, I took the coach Ash. He said there's still going to recruit the heck out of me. They're going to send Coach Kill down there once a week to see me. So, you know, this doesn't affect my recruitment at all. You know, people are going to say, hey, you're, you're going to go to Florida and Miami. That's not true. I think that's false. You know, I'm going to go a place that's best for me and where I feel most comfortable at. And I know I'm going to play early. Well, I'm able to compete early at. What, you mentioned Coach Kill coming down every week. That has to be a pretty cool thing to hear that Rutgers is still that invested in you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's huge for me, especially coming from Coach Ash and telling me that. I mean, that's huge. That just shows how much they care about me, how much I priority them. So that means the world to me. What, uh, what other schools right now are, are you talking to the most or showing you the most interest, that kind of stuff? Because it's obviously not just Rutgers. You have schools all over the country that want you. Uh, definitely uh, Florida State. They have an offer, but they're showing a lot of interest. They've been talking to me a lot. Uh, Louisville's been recruiting me really hard. Uh, Miami, uh, Wisconsin, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. And uh, have you set any junior days? Obviously, going down to Bradenton, you can see some different schools than up here in the Northeast. Uh, not yet. I haven't set any days down, but I think uh, when I get down there at IMG, you know, I'll talk to some of the players. My teammates will probably set some days up and go down there. And, and last question for me, and probably most important, what's the thing you're going to miss most about Jersey or Old Bridge? Any restaurant or anything like that? I'm, I'm going to miss my family and I'm going to miss my bros. You know, I, I have some of my be- all my best friends live here in Jersey. Uh, I love, I love again, I love Old Bridge High School. I love my bros. I love my teammates. I'll, I'll go through a brick wall for those guys. And I truly, truly love, love my bros. I'm just going to miss them. I'm miss my family. So that's, those, are the, those are the two things I'm miss most, my family and my friends. After a couple weeks, you're going to be missing the uh, the pizza too. Take my word for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, I already heard the bagels and pizza are not not so good down in Florida. No, get used to Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Awesome, man. Well, hey, I, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're busy. I know this wasn't an easy decision for you, so I, I appreciate you making some time for me. Hey, no problem. No problem. Thank hey, you so much. Thanks, man. I'll miss seeing you this spring. Good luck down there. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Bye. take care. I guess you were talking about playing for Chris Ash. How excited are you to play for him? I'm, uh, that's the one coach that you look for that just believes in you as a player and as a person. Um, you recruited me, obviously, three schools. It was the first one to kind of go and watch me work out in high school. Um, recruited me to Wisconsin and got to Arkansas. Continued the recruitment. And I um, went off to the U.S. Journey and searched for the head coaching job. Got the D.C. coordinator job at uh, Ohio State. Got him a national championship. Put his resume and then landed on. Um, I, uh, I saw in your tweet you mentioned education first. How important is it for you to be able to start grad school and continue your education? It's very important to me. And, um, I graduated early, so I burned the opportunity. So I'm excited for that as well. What What are your two degrees from Arkansas? Oh, I did. I did journalism at Rutgers. <laughs> um, oh yeah, when you got to buy. <laughs> I'd rather buy textbooks than uh, reporter equipment. That's for sure. Yeah, I do reporter equipment. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucked. Um, how about playing with Amir and Bo next year? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know you you visited, I think, but what have you heard about how different Rutgers is now from the Rutgers that you knew as a recruit? Two two more questions. First, do you, do you know any guys that aren't from that that Creek family? Maybe that you were friends with in high school that you're excited to play with finally. Um, I was well, he actually my 
there no more. I just graduated, but I remember and I got this picture on Google, and it's one of my favorite images almost, and I ain't trying to shut him up with Vance Matthews, was it? Oh, yeah. Big competitor. I played against him in high school for OK Bay, um, basketball and football. But he's gone. He's an alumni. And, um, you know, I watched him throughout his career, and um, he's not there no more, but um, I was excited to get there because I never really kind of saw him after Last last question, what kind of role does Rutgers want you to play? I, I know you can do about 15 different things with a football in your hands. Um, what kind of role do they want me to play? Yeah. I, I think they want me to play that role, which you just said, about 15 different things with the ball in my hand. Just, they want me to do it all. I guess you like that. Uh, yeah, I, listen, when you, um, when you sit on the bench and um, just chair for three years, after accounting for 43 touchdowns in a single season as a senior in high school and over 3,000 yards total and, and rushing and passing, um, you'll you, you be pretty excited to get the opportunity to come get the rock loud, you know, get the rock in again, and actually show the country what you can do. Right on, man. Well, so, it, sounds, it sounds like you got something to prove. Exactly. Whichever my children, I just plan to do that. So I appreciate your time. I'm Tell Brian. I said, what's up? That was Watson. Right on, man. Well, hey, I appreciate your time, and uh, I guess I'll be seeing you in a couple weeks uh, up at Rutgers. Yes, sir. Uh, now we welcome in Scout National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan. We're, I wouldn't say we're enjoying the dead period, but it's almost done, and for me that meant a trip to St. John Vianney for Micah Clark and Jamal Beatty's enrollment ceremony not signing day but enrollment ceremony which as you know brian it means nothing but it is fun no it means absolutely nothing because you know the the when you sign your scholarship papers it means the school is bound to you they can't turn you down but until you set foot in a classroom you can't you know you can go anywhere you want so technically until you get to school you can go anywhere you want now, they're not going to. They're going to Rutgers, and they sign their papers back in December, but it's nice to have a ceremony at the school and have some fun. And it's the same as signing day when these kids have these ceremonies at 3 in the afternoon, but their letter is in at 7 a.m., and they're signing. I've been to one where they sign blank pieces of paper. I mean, it, it's just fun. It's a nice keepsake and everything, and most people don't know what's going on with it. But, yeah, hey, I think if you're Rutgers, you're thrilled because it's spent, you know, a couple more days of great publicity for your program because you got – well, the state's best player, and really a kid who's under the radar who has a chance to develop nicely. Yeah, it, it, uh, I've been to signing ceremonies or covered signing ceremonies where Rutgers announces them at noon, but they don't announce for Rutgers until 2.30, Ian Thomas. <laughs> um, also, just a peek behind the curtain here, because that's what we're all about, I actually have the piece of paper that Micah Clark signed at his ceremony because I needed to write down an email address on the back and it was a field trip permission form. It was not financial aid papers. Maybe that Ooh, Where were they going? Uh, it was just a blank one. Maybe we could do a fun giveaway with that form sometime in the show. Anyway, jumping into the, the biggest news of the week, and that is the coaching change. Brian, your thoughts? Makes complete sense to me. Let me start out with this. When you're filling out your first coaching staff as a head coach, if you think you are going to bat a hundred or a thousand, whatever percentage you want to put on it, 
If you think it's going to work out perfectly, I don't know what you're thinking about. It doesn't matter what you think. Exactly. So you're going to have things like this now. Chris Ash showed that he's willing to do things the right way to help his coaches because I don't think Zach Kerr is leaving Rutgers to go to Texas State because Rutgers loves the job he did. Running back-wise, when you're coaching them, yeah, it's hard to get a good read on things. People talk about Josh Hicks. Should he have played more? Should have Robert Martin have played more? Maybe it was Zach Kerr. Look, decisions like that are not made by the position coach. They're made in conjunction with the head coach. And as we've said, I don't know, six zillion times, just because you may be the best when it comes to talent, it doesn't mean you're going to play if you're not taking care of everything else, if you're not healthy, if you're not doing what they want you to do inside the program. This is not Kyle Flood's Scarlet Knights, where it doesn't matter what you do Sunday through Friday, if you're healthy, you're going to play Saturday. No, there's repercussions for things, so keep that in mind. The other thing is, and I mentioned this, I talk to a lot of recruits, Sam, not just when I'm covering Rutgers recruiting, but I cover the region, so I'm talking to these kids all the time. I know these kids very well. I've, I can't remember for the life of me a kid bringing up Zach Kerr. I really can't. I can. Um, when Jonathan Lovett decommitted, he mentioned Zach Kerr, so... There's a decommitment associated with him, at least. Well, I didn't talk to John about it. He he made it in a statement. What I'm saying is he never told me right. about it. And, yeah, I mean, they had two running backs committed, both decommitted. And I think it's a move that had to be made. You get a guy with a lot more experience. You get a guy who has been around and knows different areas to recruit. So, for me, you know, I, I, I should say this, too. I've talked to some people who know... Lester Erb, the new running back coach. And they say good things about him. I don't think he's going to come in and be the dynamic recruiter and, and everything, but he's a solid recruiter, will help Chris Ash with experience on that side of it. Uh, I, I think it makes sense. It's, it's a little more experience and it's a little more, how do you say, you know, just familiarity with how college football works. That Kerr's a young guy. I... Brandon Huffman, who you've heard on the show, a scout analyst, jumped by the site to talk about this as well. You should go check out his comments on the boards about what Herb brings as a recruiter and as a developer of talent. I don't want to turn this into a bash session of just someone that's obviously been asked to leave because it wasn't working out or was given an opportunity to find another job. So instead, I'll just say that it's an upgrade at the position, and I think pretty much every way. Um, I didn't think that the running backs as a whole re related well to Cora. I mean, if you go watch his interviews, he was always talking about how they weren't buying in or maybe not on the same page. Well, it's your job as a coach to find a way to get everyone on the same page, and I think you saw a lot of that in other position meeting rooms, maybe more than the running backs. I don't see it as a Drew Maringer situation where he left – for a better job or for more money, it's it's not like that. So for the people who think that who still think that Drew Maringer was asked to go find another job, think again. Going in a different direction in the recruiting spotlight for this week, you heard from Duwap Mitchell earlier in the episode, heard his comments about wanting to make an impact about how you don't score 40 touchdowns as a senior to go sit on the bench for three years. That's the attitude he's bringing to Rutgers this semester. 
I love the pickup because it's it's a guy with versatility and it's an upgrade athletically. Brian, what do you think of this pickup? You've covered Duops recruitment twice now. <laughs> yes, I have. Good point. Actually, three times he committed to Georgia Tech at one time. Did he really? He committed to Georgia that. Tech, flipped to you know decommitted, flipped to Arkansas. Rutgers tried to flip him late, couldn't. Anyway, <laughs> the fun of recruiting. I, I think it's a good pickup for one simple reason. He's better than what they have. And as you try to grow and climb this incredible mountain to get to respectability in the Big Ten, you have to upgrade talent. You know, I can't wait for fans to see him. I hope that he either shows up at a basketball game. I hope they have, like, some fan thing during spring practice where people can come in and see him. And see what being in a weight program for four years, what it actually means. And you know, a big-time weight program, and, and just how big this kid is. Because that's the thing. You're, you're talking about a kid, he can play receiver, he can play some wildcat running back, he gives you more depth. It gives you somebody who can play, who has experience, who's older, mature, which also allows you to possibly redshirt somebody who really needs it instead of having them come in and play immediately. And and I think that's big, but I like it also from the standpoint of can Rutgers then market this and say, hey, look, this kid wanted to come back and play because he liked Chris Ash because he's known Chris Ash through recruiting. So just stuff like that. I mean, for me, it's interesting. I I think this is, I know a lot of people don't like the idea of, oh, well, you can go away from New Jersey in high school and we'll just take you back later. I know, I, I don't think, I don't view this as that. Mitchell told I mean you heard him Mitchell said he he left because he didn't like the old coaches he didn't feel like it was at home it was the first Darnell Dinkins reference I've heard in a very long time and are we talking about NCA sanctions <laughs> he <laughs> and uh Mitchell who had been recruited by Ash at two different schools Wisconsin and Arkansas came back because of that he came back because he can spend some time with his brother and I think that he's going to help mentor his brother who obviously didn't do the right things at Michigan and that was part of that transfer he gets to play with Bo Melton and he's known that family forever Bo's older brother Gary Melton Jr. is very good friends with Duop. Um he gets a lot out of it and I look at it this way I know that I always say regular transfers don't don't bet on them working out most of them don't grad transfers have a better chance because you're bringing in a veteran that for a role that you already have an idea of what he's going to play. I think worst case scenario, you have another guy like Lou Toller or Ross Douglas or RJ Dill that can start some games, can provide some competition, can provide some leadership. And I got no problem with that. Even if he doesn't make an impact or become the next Janarian Grant or whatever he wants to be, he's still going to be a leader and a veteran and give you some depth that you don't have. I agree with everything you said. How about that? Me agreeing with you this early in, in a year. Got that over with quickly. has nothing to do with me hooking you up with a free sandwich for lunch. No, no. I paid for mine. I got my wife a free sandwich for lunch with the coupon. That's even better. I hope she's listening. Yeah, this is what she can't wait to do every I wonder Friday why morning. You got, I wondered why you got tomatoes on it. <laughs> Good point. With doo He is a kid that 
I think when you go back and you look at his recruitment coming out of high school, he had Rutgers as his leader for a long time. Um, Amir Mitchell, his brother, had Rutgers as leader for a long time. And it's like what you said. They weren't comfortable with everything that was going on with the program. This speaks more of the belief they have in what Chris Ash is building. And they're also influential in South Jersey. I mean, Duop was really well-respected in South Jersey. And that will help later on down the line. And another thing with Duop, and this is where you have current players paying off in recruiting, is one of his, not best friends, but a guy he respected a lot as a competitor in high school was Vance Matthews. Vance Matthews has had nothing but good things to say about the coaching change at Rutgers, and it was a change that didn't really benefit him on the field. Matthews didn't see an upgrade in playing time. So the word of mouth to Mitchell about that, it helped recruit Amir, now these two guys can be the next group to pass that down in South Jersey and help spread the word of changes. Is you know, it's always good to have good coaches that can recruit, but when your players do it, that's where you can really win. If you go back to one of it may have been Chris Ash's first press conference, it may have been one of the first ones. He talked about the need to have his players recruit well, and, and they were the key to it. Because if you remember, Rayshon Gary came to a game one last time to check out Rutgers, and somebody on the team at the time told him, this may not be a good place for you. It's not a good place to be right now. That's a big signal. That, that tells me that the kids are buying in and that they're working hard and they like the direction things are heading. Check out Rutgers or check out Shalik Calhoun. Closing out the news on the Rutgers scout cast, of course, we're going to talk about Temple football. Interesting to Rutgers fans, I Temple think. Temple tough. Yeah. I think interesting for Rutgers fans to at least watch develop, or I know that Jim Panagos was a very popular coach. Jeff Collins is building that staff at Temple, and you know if you're Temple, you want to be talking about competing with Rutgers for recruits. Rutgers and Chris Ash have already talked about how they might not always see it that way. What do you make of the way that Temple is reloading after Matt Rule? And I guess this doesn't just have to be a Temple discussion because now that Matt Rule is at Baylor, he's using his South Jersey relationships to try and raid the state a little bit late because Baylor needs some help in recruiting too. Well, a couple things. Rutgers is not going to compete with Temple for a kid. Maybe one. Maybe one. But to hire a guy like Jim Panagos is great because – if you go back and you look at this, Sam, and this is important, not many guys are getting jobs from Kyle Flood's last staff. Panago spent a year being paid by Rutgers to be a volunteer off-the-field assistant at Pittsburgh. Pitt, is it? H2P. And so that was important, but that was his in, and now he's back on the field coaching to where you can kind of start purging yourself of what went down at Rutgers. And and that's really the the issue a lot of the assistants are having is trying to distance themselves from stuff that re- they really didn't have any control over. They they weren't part of the NCAA investigations and and the trying to write a term paper for a kid and get a grade change. They weren't part of that, but they're attached to it. And so for him to get a job is great. He's They're not going to recruit against Rutgers. I mean, maybe against Harrison Hand, yes, but right now Harrison Hand's not looking at Temple. Maybe for the odd kid... You know, the interesting thing will be what 
high school coach Jeff Collins brings in at Temple from South Jersey because he's looking hard. Uh, I'm not going to get into who, but some offers have been made that would make the recruiting landscape a little more interesting in South Jersey for schools. Now, Matt Rule at Baylor. Harrison Han has an official visit set to Baylor for this month. I don't think he's going that far from home. I cannot imagine Harrison Hand going that far from home. But that's what you do. You're Matt Rule. You're trying to get involved in recruiting late because go back and look, and Baylor doesn't have anybody in his class. They had, what, five, six kids when he took the job? No, maybe. I think they had one. Um, I think they're up to five right. or six now, I mean. So, so you look at it, and he's just trying to send out offers everywhere, and he's familiar with South Jersey, Maryland, D.C., Pennsylvania, so that's who he's offering, and it makes complete sense. If he gets one or two of them, I'm sure he'll be thrilled, but I don't expect some pipeline to start between Baylor and the Northeast. It just doesn't, it, it won't benefit Baylor to do business like that. They need to recruit Texas, but you try to get a couple kids, and we'll see if it happens. I mean, so far, the only one to set the official visit there is Harrison Hand. Well, and then with Temple, it works both ways where you have a guy like Blackshear out of Archbishop Wood that Rutgers may have interest in flipping. They, they have enough interest in him to get him on campus for a visit. He's uh, also Michigan State is interested. We'll see, you know, we'll see how hard those two schools push to flip him. But just because you bring in someone who we both can see was a good recruiter for Rutgers, look at some of the kids that Panagos was able to help recruit in spite of concerns in South Jersey and really everywhere in New Jersey. And I think that it, it can be interesting. And, and you're right. The thing that's most interesting to me about this is it's someone from that staff, which is tainted, was able to find work again. And you'd hope that because Jim Panagos is able to get a good job in coaching, that maybe some of the other Rutgers assistants that did nothing wrong, you know, the Bob Frazier's or Joe Rossi or, whomever that that didn't do anything wrong weren't named in any investigations and maybe some coaches at other rebuilding staffs will say well this guy let's give him a shot yeah and you know campanelli's been at bc all year that's one of the exception ben mcdaniel has the connections with his brother so he's always going to benefit there but other guys it's been just a remarkable struggle and you know some of them i understand why people wouldn't hire them and then there's others that i think are really good people that you know you'd like to see them get a second chance It's shelman at scout.com for the Rutgers mailbag segment at Sam Hellman Scout on Twitter or the Scarlet Report Premium Forums. The question this week on topic, it's I guess it's kind of a quick one, but I think it's also an interesting discussion. I got an email from Kristen that asked, what's going on with the quarterback transfers at Rutgers? Where are these guys going? And the interesting part of this is the the – 10 seconds of silence that should follow the question because none of these guys, at least as of midweek this week when we're recording, have a lot of options. And I think that says a lot about not only the struggles that Chris Ash and Drew Maringer had offensively, but I think it kind of reinforces what the Rutgers staff was saying, what we were saying, what everyone in the media or in the analysts were saying that, look, the quarterbacks just aren't that good. Uh, I think to answer the question first before jumping into the discussion, North Dakota, not North Dakota State, is the hottest school I've heard about Hayden Reddick. I know that Temple has shown some interest in both 
Reddig and Chris Laviano. But Chris Laviano, I think, needs to finish up academically at Rutgers this semester before he could pick a school. And then I've heard some junior college options for Michael Dare, who might just want to slow down, reboot his recruitment, and try and find somewhere for his last two seasons. And especially a guy like Dare, who committed to Rutgers so early. If you remember, they went on Dare instead of Brandon Wimbush. Yep. And, you know, he never got involved in recruiting. So he's got to get his name out there. He doesn't have any tape to go on for the last few years. It comes as zero surprise that this is the situation regarding these quarterbacks. Um, everybody wanted somebody else to play, and we kept saying Laviano was the best. Laviano was the best of a not good group. I'm guessing, you know, people now, if they didn't believe it after watching what took place on the field, that maybe now it'll sink in that nobody's really recruiting these guys, that it tells you about either their talent, their work ethic, or both. If you want an indication on why Rutgers went 2-10, and 10, this is a great place to start because the guy who started half of their games for them and who's been a starter for multiple years isn't getting any bites, and he was the best they had. All right, well, Brian, you insisted on hijacking the off-topic section of this mailbag, so go ahead. Well, Sam, we're, we're done with the holidays. Hopefully everybody had a good time with it. And I love the holidays, because you know me. I'm a giving person, very caring individual, always looking out for others. What do you want, the one thing that you want out of this new year unrelated to sports? Uh, I would love to jump into politics and really just send this uh, podcast off the rails, but I am, uh, I'm smarter than that. Uh, I want... Are you? <laughs> I want world peace. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, monologue from the miscongeniality, but I can't. I w- use it outside of sports. Does sports entertainment count as sports? Yeah, it's not sports. Okay, well then I want CM Punk to return to the WWE. Wow, you're setting your... your yeah, I want something for everyone to enjoy, not just myself. And world peace. <laughs> In that order. Yes. CM Punk. CM Punk, world peace, and a Taco Bell to open closer to where I live. Wow, those are some good places. That's, that's quality by you. My only wish is simple. I wish that my kid's school district would push back the start of school two hours every day so I don't have to get up at 6.45 to get him ready for school. That is my wish. Or or maybe I could just send him in for half days. Or he can just age by like three years so he can go get the bus by himself. That's my wish. I get up at 6.45 by choice. I guess I'm just insane. You also, yeah, we know that. You also go to bed before my kids. You're, you're like 21 going on 73. You are... Sounds like a good sequel to 13 going on 30. You are, and I kid you not, next year when I ask this question, you're just going to say, I just want to be president of phase two of Del Boca Vista. Because that's how close you are to it. Well, I know I'm getting a tip calculator. Another Rutgers scout cast has come and gone. By the time you're here in the podcast, I'm already 
freezing my way to the rack for the home wrestling debut, Rutgers against Illinois, Friday night. Or if you're listening to this later on in the weekend or starting your week next week, Rutgers basketball is already played at Iowa. Rutgers wrestling is already open the season. I think that Rutgers should win this match, but it's going to be a tight one. I did not mention it earlier in the show, but if you're still with me, first off, thank you. Not a lot of people stick through this till the end, and that's a good way to support the show with that weird Geico advertisement at the end. That's helps keep this alive. If you have not reviewed in iTunes, please uh, take a minute to do so. Anyone with an iPhone can do it. You just click on that little podcast app that everyone has. In fact, it's impossible to delete from your iPhone because I know I tried to a couple times back in the day. You just click on that thing. You type in Rutgers in the search bar. The Rutgers Scoutcast is the first thing that comes up. You click on it and you give a little five-star review and write something you like about the show. Or if you don't like it, write something that you think could help me make it a better show. Do that and look, if you're still here, you're one of my big supporters on this show. I appreciate it and maybe you want to drop the iTunes or the Scout link to this show on your Facebook or your Twitter and and share it with friends, family, other Rutgers fans that might want to hear from Duop Mitchell, from Artur Sikowski, hear about the coaching changes or just hear about the news of the day. But that is the end of my day. As I hit the record button one final time on the Rutgers Scoutcast and call it a Thursday night, heading into Friday morning, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I am your host, Sam Hellman. Thanks for listening.